shorty stress I tell her fuck the club Ease your mind, we about to get fucked up Escape reality, weed in the gravity Bad broad on the knees, pop the psychedelic drug Shorty stress I tell her fuck the club Ease your mind, we about to get fucked up Escape reality, weed in the gravity Bad broad on the knees, pop the psychedelic drug Hello everyone and welcome back into the Nashville Bets podcast. Today we are doing our inaugural mock draft. We're talking a little NFT horse racing. What's up? And we are going to talk about possibly the redemption arc for Game of Thrones in Season 8. But first, I would like to shout out our official, unofficial sponsor, Fat Bottom Brewery. Tonight I'm sipping on a nice ruby tonight. Absolutely fucking delicious. But first, after that, I want to talk about Jadavion Clowney signing with the Cleveland Browns. Titans fans, how do we feel? Well, I'm like a 50% Titans fan, and I'll go first as a 50% Titans fan here. But uh, he is obviously a complete bust last year. The real deal is, has Jadavion Clowney ever done anything in his entire football career besides make a really big hit against Michigan in the Outback Bowl? His, his, I guess that was his junior year, third year, whatever you want to call it. His junior year of college, I don't know that Jadavion Clowney has ever had a huge year in the NFL. I think people sign him purely off of just, I mean, the guy's athletic as fuck, and he looks like a like top guy coming off the bus. Like, you want him to come off the bus first. Looks athletic. He's got all the tools of the trade, but he's never been, like, the dude in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, he just, he kind of stays hurt all the time, and... I hope he's already on the plane out of Nashville. I <laughs> hope he hasn't been here in a while because I, I hope the Browns love him. I mean, but him on – so what? The uh, the main thing about Jadavian Clowney is that he plays like actually a third of the snaps. So only tries about 33% of the time. And during that 33%, he absolutely fucking kills him. Yeah, the best – But getting him to try is really fucking difficult. So him on the opposite of Miles Garrett, like 33% of those third downs – Quarterbacks are getting fucking rocked. What's the most sacks that Jadavion Clowney's ever had in one season? Has he ever hit 10? I'm not sure. We'll look it up. I, I don't but think Jadavion Clowney has ever had a 10-sack season. He's like the best I almost got there guy you could ever pick up. He's the best like the best guy that's made he it this long in the NFL making a ridiculous amount of money off of having very little merit to his name. Yeah, I bet he, I bet he has like a, maybe a lot of batted balls because he almost gets there a lot. I heard a thing earlier that uh, he was literally, the entire time he was in South Carolina, he was the second best defensive lineman there behind Melvin Ingram. Melvin Ingram showed up every play. Melvin Ingram had more sacks than him. Melvin Ingram has had a more successful NFL career. Xavier Alcani continues to get paid really high dollar amounts for very really showing lower production than anybody has ever yeah. paid money for. Titans give him fifteen million to literally not do anything. He just got a one year ten million up to ten million dollar with the Browns. I don't know what the uh, I didn't see the details on that, so I don't know if it's gonna be really I imagine it's a really, really high incentive deal for him and he could probably get there because the, the pressure's gonna be off of him. So if I told you if I put Jadavian Clowney sacks for career high at nine, would you all go over or under? I would um, say push. An under. I'd go push. It's nine and a half. There we go. In 2017, right before he signed with the Titans. Yeah. Nine and a half with, Se- with yeah. Seattle? Uh, with Houston. Yeah, I guess John Robinson took the under to, or the over two. No, he said. Wait, uh, yeah, so you. So I'm sorry. He 2017, he got 9.5 with the Texans. 2018, he got nine. I guess did. 
a ten or a thirteen game stint with Seattle, which he was injured at the time. Didn't sign with the Titans. It's impressive. I didn't look that up. So he literally has never had a fucking ten sack season in his entire career, and he continues to cash in ridiculous contracts for being a what I, I guess would say it's slightly above medium pass rusher. I mean, once again, but if we consider the fact that he only plays a, actually tries on a third of his snaps, one of the best defensive linemen of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not giving that for points here. I want to see production. I want to see some sacks. But how many sacks did he have last year? What was that number? Was it uh, was it nine? Was it ten? Was it uh, zero? It was a solid That's zero. That's not a good though. So I mean, going into the Browns, like he's going to be automatically better. I mean, one one sack and he's already beat his uh, entire last season. That's, I mean, what? I mean, I he's think, productive. We could, I mean, go a little at least they had further a, in the playoffs. At least the Titans had a solid first round draft pick, so that made up. <laughs> Oh, wait. Yeah, thank God. Oh, wait. <laughs> I like how we've uh, given Isaiah Wilson fame, I think, now on every podcast <laughs> that we've done. Also, shout out and Isaiah Wilson. Uh, brand new Post Malone tattoo under the eye tattoos. That's going to go, uh, it's going to look real, it's going to be a good look in a couple years. I mean, it's, I think the under eye tattoo. bagging groceries at Kroger. <laughs> also, Do they have over, Kroger at Miami? I, I haven't gotten over the fact that uh, they just, I mean, Bud Dupree, Bud Dupree has had it one hell of a, Couple years here, like I don't think he had a big um, freshman year. I don't think he had a big sophomore year. I'm talking about putting that in terms of uh, in the NFL. He really came in hard last year, and he came in hard. I think the year before that, but he's coming off an ACL tear. Is he going to be like 100? I know that's different than than what Clowney was fucking with, but I mean, is he going to be different than his uh, Steelers days? Like we're getting a guy that is coming off a major injury. I mean, I'm a believer that ACLs, you know, you get them repaired, they heal. And you get back for some people, basically. not everybody. No, I mean, I would assume that the it's doctors to come and stuff, they investigated exactly what went on, how the surgery went, how he's improving. I would hope that they didn't just bank on, oh, that ACL is fine now. So, for times they investigated and did some research about, hey, how's he progressing through this injury? But the pre so the premier pass rush for the Titans is coming off an ACL tear, and the premier offensive lineman for the Titans also coming off an ACL tear. I mean, one. Uh, I mean, Taylor Wan gets premier money, but I, he doesn't really give premier production with the fucking penalties. He, I think he gives premier production, but he's good for at least, at a minimum, one one personal foul per game, if not more. And it always comes more. in critical situations. Yeah, critical it always comes situation, in personal foul. It couldn't be in like the, the first drive of the game, like when there's not really anything going. It's like the Titans are driving to like win the game, and he's personal fouling. Uh, also, I want to say for a Dupree talk, so he's played six years in the NFL. Not He's not. only played a full season half those years. So very – and I wouldn't say very injury-prone, but at least slightly injury-prone. Oh, I didn't that, know that. I didn't know that stat. That is a little scary. A little worrisome. Uh, but, you know, I think he's going to be fucking productive as a Titan. Well, hey, we're lucky to have him here. After we all last know, season, I'll fucking take anybody. Well, we all know seventh <laughs> year is that year that you play fully healthy the entire time. That what was his, was he, is he on a one-year contract? Hey, he's not said, on a one-year. You said his seventh year? Seventh year. So what he's was played his, six with the Steelers already. What was his hey. deal with the uh, Titans? What number is this, guys? Oh, god damn it. The number seven chain? Seventh year for Bud Dupree? What was your Bud, Bud Dupree's contract? It was Titans? meant It was meant to be. God damn it. I'm sure we'll get through it uh, later on in, I guess, next week's draft. Because Green Bay picks pretty on later in the draft. But Jamin Davis... Possible pick. Would love to see it. Yeah, you never know. I might take it. I don't know. My eighth pick? <laughs> Your eighth pick? We'll see. <laughs> Can we do a shout-out to Bernie Madoff? You know what? Let's... Let's probably not do that. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? 
Everybody likes Bernie Madoff. I, no, they don't. Yes, they do. He, he's a genius. He's a revolutionary. Oh my God. He's ruined millions of people's lives. <laughs> they people were investing money. Like people that invest money, they know there's a chance that they're going to lose the, the money. He was a main computer contributor to the 2008 housing crisis. <laughs> he's not a main contributor. Yeah. That. If that happened now, I'd yes. be fucked. Absolutely not. <laughs> people were investing money to Bernie Madoff to like get really large returns. And he, because he had like a fucking financial, and then obviously, like I said earlier, it was a Ponzi scheme. So he was just paying back earlier investors to later investors, and then taking scrapping shit off the top. He didn't even do the two thousand eight financial crisis. Like, wasn't he in jail before that? <laughs> I mean, I think that just speaks more loudly to how fucking terrible he is. <laughs> Bernie Madoff's been in jail for He like was arrested early. on December 11th, 2008. He didn't have anything to do with the financial crisis. Oh, just, just perfect timing. <laughs> it just happened to be that year. I think we should blame Barack Obama for this. Well, Bush was the president at the time. Fuck. <laughs> well, he fucked up a lot of things, too. No, not talking politics. Here. I mean, instead of that shit, we should just, uh, you know, shout out to DMX. Rest in peace. <laughs> DMX, yeah. Yeah. Pay our tributes. Jealous of his Christmas words. album? <laughs> I know how to do a DMX song. Album. <laughs> Christmas album. Yeah, he actually paired up with Luke Bryan and put out a fucking banger. What? Yeah, his Christmas album. It was uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. He showed up. It was like, I showed up. He did the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer cover. Wait, are you, are you... I thought we were fucking... I thought we were doing a bit. DMX had a Christmas <laughs> oh, album. Oh, different Jack. I was like, what? Are, are, are both of you serious? <laughs> he he <laughs> covered some of the originals. He did the straight up Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer cover song. There's Play no it. fucking way. What? what? Is there any way we get rights for that for our intro and outro? <laughs> <laughs> God fucking damn it. Alright, uh, The streams over the uh, two-day span are up 900%. I don't know about that. Uh, I, I read it online today. Uh, I don't know. I would be surprised. I mean, that happens with everybody that passes away that's a musician. Yeah, Mac Miller had a fucking massive spike. Yeah. Same thing with Prince, same thing with MJ. This is not the only massive spike MJ had. <laughs> I'm about to put the Christmas album for you guys. There's no fucking way. Holy shit. <laughs> play Rudolph. Can you play it? Play it. Let's hear it. Play Rudolph the Red and his reindeer. Yeah, it was real. All I right, mean, that, that kind of bumps. Kind of I, kinda like it. <laughs> I can't wait for Christmas. Santa now. Claus. <laughs> I was not expecting that at all. <laughs> Fuck me, goddamn it! Just when you've heard, you think you've heard the best redemption of Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, DMX comes out with I, a banger. I mean, absolutely. Well, sp- speaking of like bangers of these ideas you've had. Let's talk about this fucking NFT horse shit you got going on. Uh, NFT horse racing. Don't mind if I do. Uh, so, those of you that don't know, there's a uh, Kentucky Downs. It's a thing of the past. The future in horse racing is online and that's why you need to buy a NFT horse. So far, there's been something like 6,000 in the release. And I think that uh, there's been about two or 3,000 that have actually been bred in captivity. And um, this is when you can literally buy a... In captivity. In captivity. You can actually buy a real, live, online horse. You don't know what you're getting when it becomes... It's, it's just called a genesis. When it's never been, like, bred before. It's just brand new. 
So what you're getting, it could be a good horse, it could be a bad horse, it could be fast, it could be slow, it could be more of a hurdles guy, it could be more of a, a speed guy, more of an endurance guy. You don't know what you're getting. Girl, boy, you don't know what you're doing. And uh, once you get this horse, you, you full on have to train it, you have to stable it, you got to feed it, you got to figure out which races it's better in. Like I said, is it an endurance guy, is it a speed guy? You got to figure out what's going on. Um, and at that point, you can start breeding them, you can sell their online sperm for, um, you know, if it's a good horse, you can sell it for a decent amount. So the highest, I think, to date horse, NFT horse that has sold has been $6,000. So how much could we buy one for right buy now? Buy one for $40. But, so what? they're releasing them They're releasing them in steps. And so they released their initial five or 6000 Some people bred them. They got some more out, out and about right now. They're about to release like another ten to twelve. So you bear like you buy like the bare bones horse for forty bucks, and you train it. You buy a horse, you don't know what the deal with the horse is. If it oh, comes wow. from good bloodlines or not. So how do you get your hands on these horses? So you like, buy one through the uh, through the. It's like I can just go on right now and buy one. Not like, right now. They're about to release they drop like, them at certain times. They're about to yeah. They're about to drop the next batch, and the next batch is gonna be like it because people are just gonna breed them at that point. So they're about to drop like another ten to twelve thousand. I think in the next month. And uh, from there, you can buy them. So and you just have to wait online for them to drop. You have to you wait online. You, you hope yeah. you get one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sounds like we're going to uh, be in the National Bet studio, wait for that drop. Just click, clicking the buy button. And then from there on, you can buy one. You can, Obviously, you can buy like a, a little you know, puppy horse, whatever you call them, because like a little baby if you, horse. If you buy a pony. Let's say we buy 10 horses, 10, 15 horses. One of them's got a hit, right? Like, oh, I hope so. And if not, then we can just start getting them to... To fuck each other, and then they can. Uh, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Make little baby and horses. Ho- hopefully, one of the bloodlines is good. And so, there's actually a horse for sale right now through NFT. It's for sale for hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, I don't think we, can, we can't afford that one yet. Pretty um, aggressive price right now. I don't blame the guy for putting it on sale for hundred fifty thousand dollars, but geez. Okay, so with a lot of NFTs, it's based on uh, computer power output. So when you train your horse, is it based on how much out or computer power your computer outputs? Or is it a time-based thing for a certain output to be made? That's a nerd question, and we don't answer nerd questions around here. It's uh, you gotta run them real good and fast. You gotta feed them real good, nice and hay, and then you got to uh, <laughs> you gotta get a good jockey on it. I think that's the key <laughs> to this whole deal. So how do you find a jockey for it? You gotta pay him real nice. You gotta pay him good. <laughs> so is that on the NFT or jockey as well? So I made up the jockey part. You don't have to have a jockey. You actually just race them bareback. Um, <laughs> bareback. I don't know. I'm new to this like you guys, but I, I'm I'm very excited for the opportunity, and uh, I think the I like to thank NFT for creating this. Yeah. So what I would like to do is that granted we are not financial advisors, but if y'all want, speak for yourself. You are certainly are not. You are not registered. I checked. Allegedly, you're not. There's no, there's no beavers out there on, on the site. But if y'all want to, let us know your horse uh, ID tag. And next week, or whenever Churchill Downs is, let's all race our horses together and determine who can actually beat Nashville Bets because we all know no one can beat our Nashville Bets horse. No, our horses going to be fast. Our horses going to be very fast. Cause we're going to buy multiple horses. Oh, and whichever one's fastest is the one we're going to race all the time. Uh, oh, we fast as fuck, boy. Boy. <laughs> All right, so let's go ahead and segment into our Nashville Bets mock draft. So how we're going to do this, we're going to do picks 1 through 16 tonight, and then next week, the day before, or we'll release, release this either the day of or the day before the draft, we'll finish out 17 through 32. And so we're going to do snake style, so it'll go Jack, Hayden, Beaver, 
And then Beaver picks again and snakes back to Jack. So I'll have the first pick. And with the first overall pick... Wait, wait. And just know that we have our fingers on the pulse of what's going on in the NFL. We're big NFL guys. We have multiple GMs on speed dial. So this isn't really more of a guess as it is like a for sure. (laughs) So take the bets. Outside of what trades are going to happen. Outside of what trades are going to happen. But there's no trades. We couldn't tell you guys that. Yeah, we can't tell you that. We've voided out trades for simplicity's sake. All right, so with the first overall pick in the 2021 National Bets mock draft, the Jacksonville Jaguars select Trevor Lawrence, quarterback, Clemson. I think this is just a go-ahead. It's almost insensitive to take anything else. What is it, minus 10,000 right now? So uh, Yeah, it's literally insane to think yeah. that they would do anything else. If somebody has $10,000, they want to win 100, then uh, i got to bet for you. Yeah, exactly. I don't think there's much to say. He's... By far one of the best quarterback prospects we've seen, probably outside of Andrew Luck in recent years. And uh, congrats to Trevor Lawrence for just getting married this past weekend, by the way. Golf clap. He's at the Masters. That's why I'm golf clapping. He is not going to be attending the draft in Cleveland. He's a good old homebody. He's going to be watching it in Clemson with uh, friends and family, allegedly. So we'll see. Also, whoever wants to go to Cleveland outside of Jadavian Clowney. Yeah. (laughs) Nobody. All right, Hayden. All right. So for the number two overall pick in the 2021 mock draft. National Bets mock draft. (laughs) National Bets mock draft. The New York Jets select Zach Wilson, BYU. All right. So it's obvious they've had their eye on him a while. The whole league fucking knows it. Um, Traded Sam Darnold. You got to get a quarterback. Um, I don't like Justin Fields here. I don't think he's number two. I think Zach Wilson's honestly going to be the best quarterback in the draft. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Above Trevor. Okay, okay. Interesting. That's your take. That's your take. We'll take it. Um, shout out to New York City. I hope you have a good Church of the Latter-day Saints because Zach Wilson's going to be looking. He also looks like he's not older than 13 years old. But I mean, it still looks like he's trying to stack chairs to impress girls at the local church. 100%. I think he is. At the local, uh, yes. 100%. Okay. With a third overall pick... <clears throat> I'm going to get a little weird here, but not too weird. The San Francisco 49ers are not taking Mac Jones. That is a myth. Everybody fell for it because they went to Mac Jones' pro day over Justin Fields' pro day. Turns out Ohio State had two pro days. A lot of people aren't talking about this. And the 49ers are indeed in attendance at Ohio State's second pro day. I think it happened this past week. The San Francisco 49ers are not taking Matt Jones. They are taking Justin Fields, quarterback, Ohio State. Originally from Kennesaw, Georgia. Shout out Kennesaw, Georgia. Harrison High School. Go Hoyas. All right. Yeah, no, so uh, a lot of what people don't realize is that a lot of these who were taking, who were not taking, who were available to, that these GMs and teams say, it's a lot of smokescreen. So as we all know that people or teams face each other on the field, 16, 17 weeks out of the year. What they don't realize is that also carries over to draft day. That also carries over the offseason. So don't believe everything you say. So like when Atlanta's saying like, hey, we like a lot of these quarterbacks. When San Francisco's saying, hey, we really like Mac Jones. A lot of the words coming out, hey, we really like Mac Jones. It's either looking at other teams to see what they do to try to manipulate, see how much they like Mac Jones. Or it's basically trying to Force teams to force their hand and show them what they're trying to do. The, the whole Mac Jones thing only started because they the 49ers um, went to 
Alabama's Pro Day over Justin Fields' Ohio State Pro Day. Nobody realized at the time that Ohio State actually had two pro days set up. Well, every quarterback has, or almost every quarterback has two pro days because they're not doing personal or they're not doing individual. They're not doing the like, draft this year. So, well, or they're, they're not, not doing the combine. Well, it's also like individual like workout sessions with individual teams. They're not doing that because of COVID. So these second uh, workouts essentially, or these second pro days, are pretty much your individual workouts for each team. Yeah. So all or so I know for instance for Mac Jones. Uh, he's doing our second pro day, and he's having like individual teams basically dictate what he does. Yeah. So it's no longer the Alabama quarterback coach saying like, "Hey, he's going to make X, Y, and Z throws. He's going to do this on the move, this not on the move." It's now officially the quarterbacks coach slash OC slash head coaches for these NFL teams coming in dictating what throws he's going to make. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Matt. I don't know. It was a it was a weird call with the whole uh, Mac Jones to. Uh, um. 49ers pick that would be that'd be a bold move to be taking him um, overall. All right, so that's taking us to me. I'm fourth overall pick is the Atlanta Falcons, and anybody that tells you the Falcons are taking quarterback is a liar. The Falcons are not taking quarterback. I don't buy that. I don't buy it at all. So the Matt Ryan is 35 years old. We've recently seen that Tom Brady won a Super Bowl. At, yeah, best year still ahead of him, right? <laughs> Matt Ryan is still Matt Ryan is still a top ten quarterback in the NFL. And there's just no way around that. Offense is absolutely elite. They need a better defense. They need corners. They need pass rushers. But at number four, they're either going to trade back and they're going to get a pick in like the 10 to like 18 range. Or they're going to draft what a lot of people think is the most elite overall player in the draft. And that's Kyle Pitts. The Falcons are taking Kyle Pitts because Arthur Smith, the coordinator for the Titans, just left and became the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. Arthur Blank has always been kind of a hands-off owner. I don't. I think he's going to let Arthur Arthur uh, Smith do what he wants. Arthur Smith's an offensive guy. He loves tight ends. He's got a big hard on for tight ends. He's taking Kyle Pitts. He's an offensive guy. He thinks that he's going to have to have the most elite offense, probably right in the entire NFL. And he's going to wait to go defense, probably rounds two through seven. I think they go defense damn near the entire rest of the thing. But we're going right. Kyle Pitts number four. I'm a little upset you took Kyle Pitts at four, not going to lie. Ah, I bet you just see it coming. <laughs> I, I did see oh, it coming. I that's absolutely exact, saw it that's coming. That's exactly what I thought you were going to take at number four. Yeah. Uh, so, I just want to get on record. Titans fans, are we upset Art Smith left? Are we excited? No, nobody's excited I'm not excited. Arthur Smith left. I'm not nobody's excited. excited. I mean, it's definitely not a good thing. Uh, I'm upset he left, but, I mean... Fuck it, this is gonna have the business works. Uh, yeah. We were fine when we brought him in, so we found we bring another guy. I mean, if people are hiring your coordinator, it'll be the same. It'll be well. the same system. Yeah, if people are hiring your coordinator, you're doing well. So, I mean, Matt Campbell got hired by the Detroit Lions. Not every hire is a good hire. Yeah. <laughs> well, brings me to number five with the Bengals. I'm glad I had a backup pick for Kyle Pitts because I thought he would just be a stud with Joe Burrow. Probably. But I guess with your second option, you got to protect Joe Burrow. Uh, Penny C. I think he pronounced the same Seville. Seawall. Seawall. Yeah. Uh, from Oregon. I think it's a good pick. I mean, with Joe Burrow going down last year, um, the Bengals' offensive line blew. Uh, the really the whole offense was terrible except for Joe Burrow. So I think you got to pick up an offensive lineman. I think that's a smooth move. Well, he's. I mean, he's definitely the best offensive lineman in the draft. That's what they say. No, absolutely. It's either you give him a weapon or you protect him. Since but I think they're going to get Kyle Pitts at five, honestly. Well, Kyle Pitts just went to the Falcons. So. But I'm just saying. Well, in the in the mock draft, we have Kyle Pitts going at four to the Atlanta Falcons. 
No, I, I honestly love the pick. He's one of the best offensive tackles in the league, or in the draft, going into the league. Uh, with the sixth overall pick, the Miami Dolphins have very specific needs. So they need an offensive lineman, they need a weapon for Tua Tungvaluwa, they need someone to get to the quarterback. And right now, I think they have to do, they have to take the best player available, they have to go Jamar Chase, wide receiver, out of Louisiana State University. I think a pick. One of the most electrifying wide receivers in college football. Would love it if he fell to 29 with the Green Bay Packers. 0% chance that would ever happen in a million years. I love him. Absolutely electric. I was great there. So, with that, we have the Detroit Lions at 7. So, I honestly believe that the Lions will trade out at, out at 7 to trade back and get someone more defensive-focused because that's what Matt Campbell focuses on. But since we're not doing trades... Uh, Detroit Lions had one of the worst offensive lines in the league last year. And I think you got to sure that up, especially for Vienna Sausage's fingers, Jared Goff. Huh. You barely hold on to the ball, so if you get any pressure on him, that ball's popping loose. So I think you got to take Rashawn Slater, offensive tackle out of Northwestern. Now, granted, not as long as you want to see in the arm length, but still one of the best offensive tackles in the draft, for sure. <laughs> All right, so it leads me to number eight with the Panthers. I guess you got to go with Devontae Smith. You got to put a weapon around Sam Darnold. He's gonna have a fucking breakout year that he didn't get with the Jets. Thank God he got out of the New York. Put him alongside DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, top ten offense. I think it's a great pick. I think that uh, I think Sam Darnold's really gonna come alive with the uh, Panthers. I think he got a short stick when he was in uh, New York, and I like that you didn't take a quarterback there because I do not think that they're gonna take a quarterback. Some people are still predicting that, even though they got Sam Darnold. I'm surprised you took Devontae. I think that there's another wide receiver not to tip picks that might be better than 170 pound, six foot, six foot two, six foot. Devontae. I think Smith? he's six one, six one seventy five. Well, well, that's Jaylen what he's. Yes, but we're not tipping picks. Okay, that's stupid. Uh, yeah, no. Well, Devontae Smith weighed in at 170 during the combine. And so, what we know that in, like, the NFL, like, or not the NFL, but, like, uh, programs for, like, football, you always give the person an extra inch, maybe two inches, and give them five to ten pounds. Devontae Smith was listed at 175 mid-season and late-season. So, really, he's probably sitting at 165, 160. And then he had to put on weight because we see wide receivers, quarterbacks, running backs and a lot of uh, linebackers put on weight for the combine, and he's still at 170. That's terrifying. He hits a quick slant over the middle, and a solid, like, Harrison Smith coming over the top, smacking the fucking shit out of him. He might be dead. He might dissipate. What's not terrifying, 185 catches, over 3,000 yards, and 37 touchdowns the past two years. That's That's not scary. Yeah, because he's playing against the Tennessee secondary two times a year, or one time a year. So, now we're going to the number nine overall pick, the Denver Broncos. This is a tough one right here, because there's still people out there that believe in Drew Locke. He had a good couple years in Missouri, but he had a bad year in Denver. A bad year. That thin air, those balls just don't zip for him. I don't know, something about the Columbia, Missouri to Denver. Atmosphere, it just changes things. I don't know how Denver doesn't draft 
another quarterback. They don't believe in Drew Locke. Nobody believes in Drew Locke. Is there anybody in this room? Do you guys believe in Drew Locke? Do you guys think Drew Locke's going to be a franchise quarterback for the Broncos? No, but I want him to be so bad. I think it'd be absolutely electric if he was able to be a star, like a star quarterback. That'd be fucking awesome. I love Drew Locke. I do too. Why? Like his personality or something like that? Yeah, no, I mean, him dancing on the field. It's so funny. Granted, what, when I, or I guess this past year when the Chargers and the Broncos were facing off, and I had the Broncos' money line at plus 175, and Drew Locke led that game winning drive for a touchdown, basically, as time expired. Most infuriating thing also was absolutely electric. Love watching that drive. Well, I think that the Broncos are going to draft another quarterback. I think a lot of people think the Broncos are going to draft another quarterback. I don't think they're getting Trey Lance. I don't think enough people believe in Trey Lance. I think that the fourth overall quarterback in the draft to the Broncos, this is a weird pick, is going to be Mac Jones. Number nine overall. <coughs> I, I think that pick's terrible. I think that you should be put on probation for the rest of the draft. You should have your GM'smanship taken from you immediately. I also do not agree with the Mac Jones pick at all. Would you guys would, would you guys would have gone Trey Lance over Mac Jones? One hundred percent. Over a guy that played at North Dakota State, not even last year, and Mac Jones just won a national championship. You didn't even like this is Green Bay trading up to take Jordan Love. Like this is taking a position that you don't need at all, or in the system. Yeah, you got to get a guy. Drew Locke's not the guy, and I, I don't know how you take Trey Lance in a spot like this. Well, they Jones won't even is, have the opportunity to take Trey Lance because he's going to the Patriots at four. <laughs> But we're not doing trades. We're not doing trades. That brings us to number 10 overall with the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys, they pulled a, a crazy one last year, and they got um, the receiver out of Oklahoma somewhere between 10 and 15. Um, D.D. Uh, uh, D.D. Uh, C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb. We know football guys. Big football guys. Cowboys' offense is good. This is the same problem with the Falcons have. The Cowboys' offense is good. They just had an absolutely garbage defense. And the problem with this number 10 pick overall is that there's not still not a premier edge rusher in this draft, which is like the first draft I remember not having a premier edge rusher. Jalen Phillips? Jalen Phillips seems to be later in the draft kind of guy. But he's not like a, a Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa. He's not like a top five guy. Um, the Cowboys are going to get a corner. They need a pass rusher too. But they don't need anybody on offense. They're going to get a corner. They're going to go Patrick Curtin. Sertain. Sertain, the second, out of Alabama. Jerry Jones likes Alabama guys. That's what you said. No, I kind of love that pick. I was expecting to take J.C. Horn because I think Jerry Jones likes a, like a bigger name. So Joe Horn's son, J.C. Horn, I think would be more applicable to Jerry Jones's, I guess, era or aura. I would say, but I think Patrick Sertain is a much better. Patrick Sertain the second is a much better corner than J.C. Horn. Well, if he was second or third, I think it's third. Is it the third? I think it's third. I don't know. I think he's the second. But if he went anywhere other than Alabama, I think that Jerry, I think Jerry Jones likes Alabama guys. I oh, think he absolutely. likes SEC guys as an Arkansas graduate. Well, J.C. Horn is a South Carolina grad. But I think he likes a bigger name of Alabama. No, fair enough. All right, so number 11 with the Giants. I'm taking Jalen Waddle. I'm finally giving Duh. Daniel Jones the weapon he needs. He does need that weapon bad. Fuck you, Jack. I'm taking Jalen Waddle before you can. Oh, I officially am not worried about it. We got picks for days, boys. Yeah, no, I, I love Jalen Waddle. I think he's a much better than Devontae Adams is, or he's going to be a much better selection overall when it's all said and done. I mean, he's just more sturdier of a, a wide receiver. He's a much better route runner. He might not be as electric as Devontae Adams is, getting up and down the field, but as we all know, better route, or route runners make it in the NFL. Athletes don't necessarily. All right, so at 12th, 
you've left me in a very interesting predicament. So on my board for the Philadelphia Eagles, we need a wide receiver, a cornerback, an edge rusher, and a linebacker, or an inside linebacker. And out of my big board, I have two possible entries. I think I'm going to have to go with J.C. Horn. Cornerback out of South Carolina. We need someone opposite of Darius Slay to help out that piss-poor pass defense. And I think he's the one to do it. He's a big, hands-on kind of corner. So when we run bump-and-run kind of defense, because I don't think uh, Philly plays a lot of zone. So we'll get a lot of man, maybe a little help over the top. I think J.C. Horn's going to be able to adapt to that perfectly and help stop these big wide receivers that, like your C.D. Lambs, uh, apparently your Jalen Waddles. So I think he's going to be able to help out with that a lot. And I kind of love that pick for my Philadelphia Eagles. All right. And then 13, my Los Angeles Chargers. So I had a lot of picks here that were taken that I don't think, or that I think will eventually be there. But since they've all been taken, I love Christian Derrishaw for the Chargers. Good offensive tackle can really sure up and protect Justin Herbert. Because we all know the three things that you need in the NFL to start a team. You need a quarterback, you need someone to protect that quarterback, and you need someone to get to the other person's quarterback. And uh, Christian Derrishaw can protect the blindside of Justin Herbert. He did so well in college, I assume he can do it in the NFL. Damn, took him right from under me. Love to see But, it. I mean, yeah, 264 pass blocks. Uh, just allowed one sack and three pressures. Starter day one. I kind of love to see it. All right, so I guess that leaves me with the Vikings at 14. I mean, I guess I have to take Elijah Vera Tucker, uh, another another lineman. Uh, he's a – so he doesn't have the arm span – to be an offensive tackle. Well, because I had Dareshaw, and then I had my second one would have been uh, Slater. Yeah, no. No, I kind of love that for them. I think I would have gone with a more defensive style pick, just knowing what Zimmerman wants in a defense. But, I mean, you need some – because what? The Vikings offensive line, at least interiorly, was abysmal. You saw Dalvin Cook have to balance it outside time after time after time. Now, he's electric, and he can absolutely do that. But it's nice to get those four- or five-yard gains running through the B-gap instead of having to bounce that, bounce that side of the C and outside tackles. I like it. All right. Well, number 15 overall um, is the Patriots. And the Patriots have a lot of problems. <laughs> they may do. One of them is Cam Newton. Not a very good quarterback anymore. Are you really? But, no, no, no. I'm not taking a quarterback here. I'm not taking a quarterback here. <laughs> The Patriots could go in a number of different directions, and honestly, I wouldn't be surprised, and I've thought about slipping in maybe the first running back off the board here. I'm not going to do it, though. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to take Travis Etienne or Najee Harris. Najee Harris. I'm not going to do it. I won't do it. I won't do it. I'm going to take, and this guy was like a top 10 pick preseason, Micah Parsons, linebacker out of Penn State. He's gonna be exactly like what the uh, who's the dude for the um, the Bucks right now? Uh, Darius or Darius Leonard? No, Darius Leonard is pushing the guy from the uh, Tampa Bay. Devin White. Devin White. Devin White. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, Michael Parsons is the same. Like four fucking four 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 five speed. Absolutely yokes. Like two hundred forty pounds. Guys that absolutely crush running backs 
and pass coverage for a very, very long time. That's why I think at number 15, they get best player available. I think Mike Parsons slides out of the top 10 just because so many quarterbacks and offensive tackles are going um, pretty early on. Yeah, no, I love that pick. I'm surprised he lasted this long, but absolutely value at this 15 spot. And then, of course, so 16 is going to be um, the Cardinals. And I also think the Cardinals could be another team that go running back in the first round. I think they could be another Najee Harris um, deal. Because right now they have – who's their – are we starting Kenyon Drake? Are we starting Kenyon Drake this year running back? Kenyon Drake's had a good couple seasons in the NFL and probably last done better than a lot of people would have expected. But Patrick Peterson, is he on the team still? Is he old as fuck? And he is now on the Vikings. And he got – so he's out of there. I thought he was old. I didn't think he was on the team anymore. They're going to go J.C. Horn. J.C. Horn slides down to 16. Uh, and he's the second quarter uh, off the J.C. Horn's been taken by J.C. Horn is off the board. J.C. Horn is off the board. <laughs> Dude, mock draft, sir. Don't call his name at 16. <laughs> he's already gone. All right, then we're going we running back. We saw who put him the most prep here. <laughs> we're going running back. Well, I just didn't hear him say that. Never mind. If they return to Cardinals, we're at 16. We're going running back. Kenyon Drake's going to go back to a, uh, a more of a kind of situational player. I'm not taking Najee Harris at number 16. I'm taking Travis Etienne as the number one running back in my draft. I mean, the fact that you're taking it. Cliff Kingsbury is getting hard on for offensive players. He says, fuck the defense. I'm getting Travis Etienne. He was too damn explosive at Clemson for fucking three straight years. Scored too many touchdowns. Such a good pass rusher. Pass catcher. The guy kills it. Be honest with me. Are you high right now? No. Why the fuck are you taking a running back this early in the draft? Somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to be first. I'm doing it. Uh, I mean, we don't see it, but we saw from Rashard Penny from Seattle. I think it was from the 2015 draft. You don't take a running back in the first round. Rashard Penny's not a Travis Etienne kind of guy. Travis Etienne blew people up for three years at Clemson. Travis Etienne is a top... 16 pick. Well, I guess in our draft he is. Yeah. He's definitely in our draft. He's a top 16 yeah, draft. We'll put, we'll put a big asterisk on I still it. wouldn't be surprised if Travis Etienne goes sooner than this. Do you think he'll go sooner than 16? I don't know. We'll see. I think that might be the most ridiculous statement. You want to bet on it right now? I would love to see the odds. What are the odds of a running back at this spot? I also, I think, I think Najee Harris... That's not even something you can gamble on because everybody knows it's not going to happen. Yeah. I think Najee Harris is... Allegedly, like at most people's draft, the top running back going to go. Najee Harris is a good draft ETN. I don't think a running back goes until, not the tip picks, but I think at least, I mean, possibly at 18, maybe, possibly at 24. <laughs> I think 24 is probably your spot. <laughs> not the tip picks. They've got, you guys are acting like running backs have never gone into like the top 16 yeah, picks in the, in the 1990s. NFL. Running backs still go in the top. What was Ezekiel outside Elliott? Of Ezekiel Elliott outside of Ezekiel Elliott, who was the last running back to go in the top ten? What? Ezekiel was like three or four years ago. We're not even talking top ten. We're talking top fifteen. All right, sorry, top fifteen. Who was the last running back to go? When did Saquon Barkley go? Who's top five? Ooh, oh, I got one. Forgot Fair about enough. Saquon. I did. So too. outside of uh, oh, you had something there, Jack. I thought I did too. So outside of revolutionary. Running backs. So outside of your Saquons, outside of your Zeeks. Can you name three? Travis Etienne is that type of player. 
Then why is he going at 16? Because he's not good enough to be in the top 10. So he's not revolutionary. Top 16. Okay. <laughs> also, I mean, people could make the argument that Saquon is kind of a bust at this point. Saquon's definitely not a bust. I mean, How do you find a bust? He got hurt. So he didn't play. Saquon had an entire a... season on his rookie contract. No, he, he played. I mean, running backs just don't make it as long as he, he played all the way through his first year. He got hurt in the second year, right? I'm talking about his rookie contract, though. Yeah, rookie contracts are, I think it's uh, four year deals with a fifth year option. Yeah. All right, everybody. We ran a little long on the NFL mock draft, so we're going to save our Game of Thrones talk until next week. But thank you all for tuning in and listening. Uh, if you all would love to give, or I would love for you all to give us a follow on Instagram and Twitter at Nashville Bets. Drop a follow on the podcast on Spotify and rss.com thank you all for listening we'll be back next week Tell her ass, go pop that shit She be on that triple stack I be sipping purple drink Yeah, I'm moving slow Smoking Cali, yeah, you know it stank I just popped the molly I'm not sorry, where my water, though? Popping pills for the thrill Like, fuck it, it's just sugar, though I didn't have my fun I be lying if I said I don't This song here is direct Hell no, there be no subliminal Sipping on that shit That cure my coffee Coming cherry coat If you see me swerving 88 grams in my pocket my Dimethyltryptamine, I'm trying to dream Europe on the club scene, they be popping ketamine Fuck abroad and pop a bean, I be on that overnight Roll a J take flight, I ain't fucking with your bitch Cause she got that overbite, but she might just suck tonight Watch them teeth and do it right, and I'm with the team On the scene, yeah we tripping right Show the stress, I tell her fuck the club Ease your mind, we about to get fucked up Escape reality, weed in the gravity Bad broad on the knees, pop the psychedelic drug Show the stress Every bar, every minute, subliminal and subconsciously Open the mentality, yeah. reality is skewed When you steady getting high as me A sort of flavor, all kind of weed Gotta pop the smoke so my mind can breathe When I hit the herb, my third I can see Life DMT, I live inside my, my dreams. dreams And these kind of things I outlaw They don't want our minds to open up Psychedelic, trippy, spate Fucking nigga, I'm dope as fuck Puffin' out, yeah, that doja, bruh Clear my mind with that potent stuff Y'all know the name and I rep the nation Floating high, nobody close I'm the best and you know it, bruh Free-minded individual Every rhyme scheme from these pivotal Tryna outlaw me and ridicule I cheat, nigga, like a Seminole I'm a good guy, rapping cynical On the tip floor, close to heaven door I ain't even reach my pinnacle Stay high, that's what winners do So fans show in love Okay, oh, does on JK Jacobs I'm a psychedelic drug Peace and love Show the stress I tell her fuck the club Ease your mind, we about to get fucked up Escape reality Bad broad on the knees, pop the psychedelic drugs Show the stress, I tell her fuck the club Ease your mind, we about to get fucked up Escape reality, we in the gravity Bad broad on the knees, pop the psychedelic drugs
I might do another shot of the vodka or the gin. I'm like, damn. My homie never cut me off. He was in the back smoking four star like a general. Body need an overhaul. Water no more alcohol. Something got me zooming, man. I think it was the Adderall. Shorty stress. I tell him fuck the club. Ease your mind. We about to get fucked up. Escape reality. Weed in the gravity. Bad broad on the knees. Pop the psychedelic drug. Shorty stress. I tell him fuck the club. Ease your mind. We about